Hi, we're here from Curiosity.com to help you get smarter in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn from renowned theoretical physicist Sean Carroll about why we don't understand how gravity works and how we can figure it out. You'll also learn about enormous balloon-like structures that scientists have discovered in the center of our galaxy. Let's satisfy some curiosity. We don't understand how gravity works. Are you surprised? Well, Sean Carroll is not. He's a renowned theoretical physicist at the California Institute of Technology and one of the world's most celebrated science writers. His newest book is called Something Deeply Hidden, Quantum Worlds and the Emergence of Space-Time. And in it, he argues that scientists need to start digging into the serious questions around the inner workings of quantum physics. Sean told us that we need to start asking those questions now if we ever want to understand how our universe really works. You know, gravity we understand a lot about uh, on the basis of general relativity, Einstein's theory of gravity that we got almost exactly 100 years ago. And Einstein said that space-time itself is curved. It changes. It has dynamics in response to the existence of matter and energy. And that curvature of space-time is what you and I experience as gravity. The bad news is that gravity is the one part of our fundamental description of nature that we haven't successfully reconciled with quantum mechanics. All the other forces of nature and all of the particles that make up matter, that make up you and me, we can describe quantum mechanically, but gravity, we can't. And my argument is that, well, why should we be surprised that we can't understand the quantum nature of space-time itself if we don't even claim to understand quantum mechanics in general? I think we've gotten lucky so far in that we've done as well as we have been able to do with the other forces of nature. That's the surprise. But until we truly understand quantum mechanics, what right do we have to expect that we could understand quantum space-time? Okay, so of all the forces of nature, gravity is the one that we can't explain using quantum physics. And we're lucky we even understand the other ones. Fortunately, Sean has reason to believe we'll start to find answers soon. I think that one of the interesting things is that technology has pushed us in the direction of trying to understand quantum mechanics better, because in the old days, there was a clear distinction between a quantum system, by which you meant like an electron or two electrons, and a classical system, by which you meant a big person or a measuring device or something like that. These days, our technology has improved to the extent where we can see quantum effects in larger and larger systems. And this is important for building a quantum computer, for example. So even some of the old fogies are beginning to catch on to the fact that we should understand quantum mechanics better at a, at a deeper level. But I think that the real change will happen with the younger generation. We need to teach our students a little bit more about the foundations of quantum mechanics, let them know that this is a legitimate set of questions to be thinking about. And I think that doing that will greatly accelerate progress in understanding the fundamental nature of reality. So what's your big call to action to physicists or people studying quantum physics? What specifically needs to change about the approach? Is it just our education system or is it that active researchers need to start to step outside the box and, and start to experiment with different new theories? I think that the primary thing that I try to argue for in the book, Something Deeply Hidden, is that we should at least take the problem seriously, right? Like physicists who care about the fundamental nature of reality should care about getting quantum mechanics right. And I think that, you know, 500 years from now, when historians of science talk about what was happening in the 20th century, they will say, 
wow, it's amazing those guys were so brilliant that they could invent quantum mechanics, and yet that they were so dumb they didn't try to understand it. Like This will be a, a huge mystery to them, and I think that there's no reason to expect, whether it's quantum mechanics or any other deep question in physics, there's no reason to expect that the theories that we end up coming to are going to make perfect sense to our intuitions. Because our intuitions are trained over our experience with a tiny, tiny fraction of all of reality. Relativity doesn't make sense. The Big Bang doesn't make sense compared to our everyday experience, but we can kind of wrap our minds around them. Quantum mechanics is harder. And this is part of the reason why physicists have not yet completely absorbed it. But that's exactly what we should expect. I don't think that should be surprising at all. Basically, over the last hundred years or so, scientists have started to close the gap between classical and quantum physics. So now is as good a time as any to start to look for answers to nature's hardest problems. Here are some final thoughts from Sean on why he's optimistic for the future. Well, you know, I think it's actually a very exciting time right now in physics for the ironic reason that progress has slowed in fundamental physics. You know, we had this amazingly historically non-representative period in the first half of the 20th century where we invented quantum mechanics, relativity, the Big Bang, all of these crazy ideas. And it was because data experiments forced us into these wild ideas. Today, the theories that we have are good enough to explain almost all the data we have. And so progress is slower because it's much harder to make progress when you're not faced with puzzles given to us by the experiments. But that gives us the opportunity to step back a little bit to examine the underpinnings, to examine the foundations of what we're doing. And I think that that will lay the groundwork for even more progress in the future. It's all about perspective, right? Don't think of quantum physics as a necessarily unsolvable problem. Think about it as an opportunity to understand our universe better. Again, Sean Carroll is a renowned theoretical physicist and author of the new book, Something Deeply Hidden, Quantum Worlds and the Emergence of Space-Time. You can find links to that and more in today's show notes. Scientists have discovered something really, really big in the middle of our Milky Way galaxy. In fact, it's one of the largest structures ever observed in the region. And by structure, you mean something physical that's not a star or planet? Yeah, it's a big bubble of high-speed electrons. Whoa. Yeah. An enormous pair of bubbles in an hourglass-like arrangement is sending out radio emissions hundreds of light years beyond our galaxy. And while scientists aren't sure how they formed, there are some pretty cool theories. The waves of radio emission probably came from an eruption a few million years ago in a supermassive black hole at the center of the Milky Way. For a new study published in the journal Nature, astronomers peered at the center of our galaxy using the South African Radio Astronomy Observatory Meerkat Telescope. There, they looked at radio emissions produced when magnetic fields accelerate electrons to a rate close to the speed of light. And that's when they spotted these huge structures. The explosion that caused them was a dramatic moment in what was usually a quiet black hole. Yes, I said usually. Once in a while, the Milky Way's central black hole can flare up as it periodically devours massive clumps of dust and gas. One of those flare-ups may have triggered powerful outbursts that inflated this previously unseen feature. And we probably never saw the huge bubbles before because there's a lot of radio emission coming from the center of the galaxy. It took a pristine dark sky and the incredibly powerful Meerkat telescope that could sense even faint radio waves for us to notice this. Anyway, back to what caused these bubbles. 
Whatever triggered that huge eruption from the Milky Way must have been big. As in a staggeringly powerful event that happened a few million years ago, very close to our galaxy's central black hole. One possibility is that interstellar gas fell into the black hole and triggered an enormous explosion. Another is a flare-up of star formation near the black hole. That would have created shock waves, which could have caused gas bubbles near the Milky Way's center to heat up and expand. But there's still so much more for us to learn. And now let's recap what we learned today. Today we learned that scientists don't actually know how gravity works from the perspective of quantum physics. But now technology is helping us see the effects of quantum physics on a scale that used to belong only to classical physics, which means that researchers may be on the brink of taking the next step in helping us understand the universe. And that there are enormous balloon-like structures in the center of the Milky Way, which probably got there because of a massive event a few million years ago. The massivest. Bigger than Infinity War? I don't think so. (laughs) That doesn't seem real. (laughs) Scientists should look into that one because... I don't know. (laughs) We'll see. Join us again tomorrow to learn something new in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Stay curious. Stay curious.